This meeting is being recorded. Oh, yeah, that's a good DP. What's going on, Grotto? Uh, recording a little bit midweek here as uh, the event comes closer. Threesomes with Threesome in New York City. Dumbo, right under the bridge. And uh, it sounds like uh, Crouton's going to be there in person. So we're going to try to set up something live. We'll see how I edit that into the podcast. We're, you know, talking in the past right now or the future. I don't fucking know how time travel works, but. I would assume at least open with this part and then have the event midway. Like, so you are talking from the past about the future that will be the past. Right. Not that complicated. <laughs> as long as you don't like hook up with your mom or whatever. Like, Not saying you shouldn't because she was smoking. We're just going to go all back to the future all day long on this. Yeah, she was uh, the runner up. Man, Grotto Mom contest time travel series. You know? Do you think we'll ever get another another bite at that apple? Do you think it'll be around too? I mean, the Grotto has turned over quite a bit since the first edition. Yeah, it's time think, to do another Hot Mom. When are we going to get a Dilf contest going? Oh, <laughs> Grotto Dads, where are they at? <laughs> now, I mean, that feels like it could tie in with whatever the uh, unknown. Russell team is. Oh, yeah. You could work for sure. I know he doesn't like us to speculate on future seasons, but. Suppose you know. that's just in places where he can see it. And if he's sticking to not listening to the pod, I think we're fully allowed to speculate these days. Team and Dilf. it's pretty much guaranteed then. We've got a Grotto Hot Dads series. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know what number, but definitely going to be a season. That is always one of the things where it's like, why are we talking about the thing? Well, because I want to predict something. <laughs> uh, can I tell you about my uh, series I would love to see? And, you know, three is you don't listen to this pod. So, you know, if you ever do get catch one of this, don't not make it because it's awesome. Uh, I was wanting to see a series of gladiators. And for your 50s and 60s, you could have one style. Like, it's more like kind of Roman-inspired uh, things like that. And when you get into like the late 80s ones, early 90s ones, it's American Gladiator style. <laughs> and I just thought it would be the funniest fucking like uh, transition, you know, like you could have like kind of like your USC like campus ones, maybe even like a street gang called the Gladiators. I don't know. But like just like seeing a segue from like Roman to American in the same series, like as the years progress. Just if you gave me like nitro and tank or something as like your reward card, I would just die. Uh, they did a reboot of that here not too long ago, didn't they? Uh, they the one with uh, Hogan and uh, Ali's daughter. Um, That's about right. That, uh, British gladiators is maybe firing up again. And like, if you want like a time travel treat, I think every three minutes we have to like break in with a guys. Don't forget to buy some more inserts. Blah blah blah. But if you want like a time travel treat. Go to YouTube and watch the first episode of British Gladiators. It's just called like Gladiators. Like everything about the production of it, uh, like comparing it to the US one, US one was always like soundstage, maybe a couple hundred people and stuff like that. It definitely got to like a thousand. British Gladiators is like filling up a basketball arena, crazy different presentation. Jet is a smoke show uh, and does cartwheels and stuff when she does cool things. It's awesome. And then like it's like the gladiators just like even more trumped up of like the how glam they are versus like this person is a 100 pound librarian from Wales, you know, or something like that. <laughs> Seeing them get smashed is amazing. Me and my buddy watched it like a month ago. 
highly recommend. I like it. I like it. Maybe, maybe we're going to find out. With the event coming up and Crouton going into town, what are you expecting besides Al Pastor tacos and some free drinks? I'm expecting to underwhelm everyone with my artistic ability or lack thereof. <laughs> I think I'm going to come away with a much greater appreciation for <laughs> the level of skill that Threes has to be able to create these pieces on baseball cards. I don't have any artistic ability. And I can't imagine that as we condense the canvas down to a baseball card that that's going to be helping me out any. So I think it's going to be bad. I think I'm going to come away with an even deeper appreciation for just how talented he is artistically. I'm expecting to meet, I know I'm going to meet Joby for the first time in person, which is going to be really neat. Um, I know Brendan's going to be there. Mark's going to be there. Those are all, uh, that'd be the first time I get to meet those guys. You know, FOMO's going to be there. Some others I'm sure I'm missing. Kells, haven't met Kells yet. So it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of people. I think I think a Dort sighting will be happening there. Yeah, yeah, and Lenny will be there too. I keep keep thinking of names, so yeah. it's gonna be great. I I'm really excited, and one of the things I want you to keep an eye on is like people who aren't in, and I want to see their reaction from like because you know like I think you you know you got to have some of this in Miami, and Kitch has had it in Miami the first time, and maybe somewhere else. But like when you start to put it together with the physical pieces. Um, I, I think a lot of extra stuff like you can explain utility and the grotto and all these things over and over again, and they're great. <laughs> and, and you know, but like it's still an art project, and there's just something about the you know those pieces. And I, I'm very curious to see. I'm I'm excited. I'm hoping a lot of new people or like people adjacent who have talked to somebody who knows something or you know has kiss someone's ass at a party once or twice, like gets there and goes like, oh shit, I get it. You know, like, so that's, that's something I'm, I'm really, I would have loved to have seen in person. Uh, but I hope, uh, you know, just, just keep that in your back pocket. Like I will, I'll be sure to report back. I think, you know, I think, I think both of you have seen his, the actual physicals in person. Is that right? Yeah. You too, Luch? Yep. Yeah. Sorry. I was sneezing. All right. How much, how much, more appreciation and how much more impressed were you the first time you saw them physically as opposed to minted on blockchain it doesn't even compare like i feel like the texture of the card you can't really tell that until you hold one and you're like wow this has depth to it like it's it's heavy it's on there thick you know there's some there's something always like he talks about it with like the colors that sometimes you get muted or changes like nothing beats the original like for me it was well, like a month and a half into actually buying my first one was when I was in New York randomly, um, you know, shacking, shacking up, but <laughs> the above the gypsy parlor that where our Airbnb was or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, it was just, it was pretty awesome. Like you, you look at it and you're like, okay, like what is, what is this witchcraft, right? Like, how how is this fucking Gill man on this baseball card looking just so so right? And like that's the thing is there's going to be so many different like I didn't get to do like the three season person thing which would have been awesome, um, you know. But like it's it's always fun to like especially like depending on what he pulls out for show off like to see that range like that's you know it's one thing to see all the monsters or all the NFTs or something like that. 
but it's another thing if he's got like a participant a threesy a monster you know all these different like this is the spectrum you know that we're operating at so i'm excited yeah. for the people that have never held them in person especially because this is like something he only does with 33s so this is like an opportunity if you're not like I'm inner nervous. circle i'm know. nervous yeah be careful with those fucking yeah coming out of this event i'm just so nervous for however he you know presents them or whatever and just i hope they all safely make it back to their home i remember how he did it the first time with me was like we went into like a back room like one-on-one and like held them with gloves on basically you know but like and that's how i got to hold joe alf matano and like with the the fucking louis baton in his mouth like it's it is game changing to see that stuff in person. So don't take this opportunity for granted. Like I'm bummed I cannot be there. I'm with you. I, I got to see some pieces, you know, for the first time in person in Miami, and they're great. You know, we look at them on object, or we should be looking at them them on object all the time. But I was blown away at seeing the seeing them in person versus seeing them as they're photographed. It's it was pretty remarkable. I, I think you do yeah, echo similar sentiments and it really is hard to articulate just how much more impressive these are in person when you, sure, we all understand how small a baseball card is, but when you really get an understanding of, you know, how much detail and the, the amount of dexterity that would be involved to create something like this, look, we're going to see some absolute abominations here. <laughs> At the, in the studio we're going to be sullying the studio with our horrendous talent all of us you know the thing i ask myself is you know for people who aren't a part of this project and for those who are how are you going to go to the studio on friday and attempt to paint something that is going to look objectively terrible and then not have it, even more respect for what he's doing artistically as well as you know you know, the, the the much larger scheme of things, whether it's conceptual or you know, the mechanics, it's just. I I had a flight booked. I mean, like the the idea of the event's a no brainer. I couldn't make it work with work. I have a on call requirements that they just wouldn't allow me to be out of pocket for that time. And there was also like the chance like stuff would break, and I'd have to work on it during the whole reason I went, and just without being able to guarantee that I couldn't do it. But like. My 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 keep it in the pocket strategy was just like, oh, I'm going to add vampire fangs to this. You know, like that was the, <laughs> if nothing else, like maybe I could just add some teeth to it. And immediately I'm sure they would have been like jagged talithangs because all of a sudden it becomes like, all right, so I'm going classic vampire on this. Nosferatu, it's not going to be too like, you know, symmetri- <laughs> symmetrical or something. But like uh, I <laughs> watch a couple like painting miniatures videos on YouTube, maybe tonight, see if you can try that. And then just like have something in your mind, like I'm gonna give him, you know, an umbrella. Like that's my goal, you know. Or <laughs> like just fair like, enough. Don't, that's don't, fair. Yeah, don't try to don't try to over, you know, get outside. No, I have a full appreciation for just <laughs> how few artistic bones I have in my body. I yeah. do know I'm gonna work a black cat into this thing. I'll tell you that yeah. right now. That's that's happening, and that is predominantly why I'm flying to New York so that I can hang out with threes and get a, a crouton into this blockchain project officially. So it's important work. I, I think it's an awesome event. I really, I really do hope that the message is getting out there for the people that aren't, you know, currently 
in-house. Um, like it's going to be great to see all those people. I hope you guys are outnumbered four or five to one. Um, you know, like I just, yeah, there's I, something to be said for that, that in person, right? Like, absolutely. I'm also really looking forward to meeting people who aren't in the project and, you know, sharing some of my enthusiasm and, and the rest of the Greta will do the same. I'm sure, you know, potentially bringing them into our world. How fun would that be? Right. Could give really a really good time. There's nothing, nothing like the, uh, you know, some of our best people are those like, well, I was here and then three started talking to me and then blah, blah, blah. You know, so <laughs> hard to replicate that. Yeah, you know? true. By the time this drops, you'll you'll know, you know, how it went. But like, I'm hoping we get a little little pre-tease where we can hop on and maybe a little after. Uh, but if not, we'll just hold that for next week. But, uh, having having the cub reporter crouton on the scene going to be a good time. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to love to. Uh... Hop on with you guys for a, a bit of vanilla uh, live from Dumbo. You know, we'll see. We'll see if we can pull it off. I don't know how loud it will be. Jerk. LFD, <laughs> She wants the LFD. Um, <laughs> well, you know, and it could be, it could be if, we, if we get any sort of an appearance from Threes, it'd be his first appearance as a guest on his own podcast. True. So that would be a, a monumentous occasion if we can pull it off we'll see i know he's gonna be very very busy so he's our white whale <laughs> finally great get him as buffalo. a guest great white buffalo he's uh, left to focus on the other problem we know that so he's busy I believe muse will be there as well i remember now from the the forms right. filled out and in blue orgy will be there that's right good time yeah. yeah i keep i keep thinking of more names so sorry to anyone i, I omitted all right, we're going to Crouton live uh, right after the event in Dumbo. So let's see what he had in store for us. A little Diet Dr. Pepper. Hey, man. How you doing? <laughs> good, good. Luch is hopping in too right now. I, I stepped out briefly. It's uh, still a bit noisy in there, but we're having a good time. Having a great time. I painted. I did some painting. Let's just say that. We saw the cat. We saw Crouton. Looked great. Hey, Luch. How's it going? Hey, Luch. Hey, Love you, brother. Good up only, Dan. How you doing, man? We miss you. Miss you too, buddy. Uh, so, yeah. We've, 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 been, we've been doing some painting. Been doing some drinking. Um, it's been a good time. Had a, lot of, had a lot of people come through. It was fun. A lot of good times. Yeah, so what would you put the percentage yeah, as is like uh, grotto versus non-grotto coming through today? I'd say it was a good mix. I'd say we had at least a solid... 33%. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's just, let's just do a, uh, let's just do a roundup next week. Just enjoy. It's just, it's, it's just too choppy. Sorry about that, guys. No, it's okay. But throw the video on and run us through the room real quick. Let us say Apologies. hi. Apologies. So, yeah, we're having a good time. This studio is fantastic. Everyone had a really, really good time painting. Everyone made a, a big ass of themselves trying to, uh, trying to paint really bad incredibly difficult to paint with tiny paintbrushes let me tell you that right so yeah it's uh we saw some good work we saw some bad work mostly bad work i'm a big lance parish fan i think it, it was fun <laughs> did, you, did you see that oh i fucking love it i'm happy you enjoyed it yeah well i had to get crouton yeah. in there so you know thankfully i got a canvas that lended itself to you know just kind of painting the huge black cat so <laughs> <laughs> good shit <laughs> All right, man. Go, go have a good time. Go have a good time. All right, guys. Uh, sorry, sorry. The uh, sorry. The reception is poor. Um, have fun. Man. We miss you. Everyone says hi.
Have a good time. Right, we miss you. Take care. All right. Uh, baseball, the roundup, no 13 this week yet? Not yet. We had Football two last week, round, right? 12 and a 14. Yeah. And last week we had a – the Dodgers got it earlier in the week. And then I think – what was it? Philadelphia came in and played spoiler and caused it to push, right? Yeah. So there's uh, some some juicier prizes this week. That's good. That's good. Should be interesting. We're gonna find out. Uh, and yeah, it's. I think we're. I guess there's still some more games tonight, but no, no thirteens yet this week. So could see that prize, you know, go up to nine base cards if we don't get a singular winner, right? Yeah, I was just thinking. You know, since this is Wednesday night for this part, we could do like the evergreen sports cast. My word, how about that team? Never would have thought that team would have performed that way. That's <laughs> right. We always have that in our pocket. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's been an early season, but so far, um, the team I had the first week was the Oakland Athletics. They conceded 13 runs, so that was that was nice to see. 13 then, runs, decent. Yep. And then the next week, I had Philadelphia, who did absolutely nothing. And then I believe on Monday, they scored 13 runs. So, you know, the day that I... <laughs> The first day that I didn't have them, they put up 13 on the board. So <laughs> anyone who's on the same cycle as Crouton, I don't know. It's not looking good for you. Yeah, this this week, I find myself rooting for our favorite trash cans. Uh, Houston. Oof. Huh? Houston, right? Oh, yeah. Astros, yeah. Nice. Uh, one of their players was on Twitter the other night uh, talking about, like, spilling the beans a little bit on the uh, on the magical year. They were like, all right, well, against CC in game seven, did you get it? He's like, hell yeah. And they were like, how many times did they hit? It was like, just depend on what pitch it was. I could hear it, you know. It was just... He also said he was on PEDs and shit. Did, did he? That? Yeah, he was like, yeah, it's probably on some PEDs. I don't know if he was just joking, but. I, they seem to be cutting loose. So, all right. Uh, <laughs> bring it in a little here, I guess. Um, Kitch. Yes, sir questions now do we have questions this week we do we uh we saved some from tater our number one question asker so far it seems um, and talk about a little spring training yeah you want to hit these and do spring training to wrap up yeah. all right so tater gave us three uh really good questions so we'll start with the first one um what or who brought you guys into the grotto and when did everything first click and you realize that this wasn't just like every other ordinary NFT project? Um, you can start with you, Luch. Uh, I finger gunned it away, but no, I'll go. Uh, so I started out in a server that's now called Sentient Labs. Um, it was just a little crew of us that started out in the... Uh, um, song a day man discord but we all moved out of there to like the guy who had helped with a launch made his own thing or whatever and during that summer you know i i want to say the freaks cards already kind of existed and i'd seen those and somebody knew i liked those um they were things to where like you know it was like some art over basketball cards they're fun you know tarantula make them a tarantula stuff like that the guy had a good job of like you know, hey, these are some holder ones. These are some random ones. Like it was fun, fun twenty one project, uh, and he's still around. But like, I at some point that summer, somebody goes, "Hey, here's these things. They're selling well. They're flipping well. Blah blah blah." 
And, you know, we had all put a couple Tez in the ecosystem on object for object or whatever. Uh, so, you know, I started following through his Twitter, caught the drop on X copy, bought an X copy, flipped it for a cool 75 or something, you know, living life. Because one of the things was I looked at the description and I did see the thing about the chase and I looked at the price of the other stuff and I didn't have that, you know, everything. I, I played a very risk heavy year that summer. Um, I picked up some things that were doing well that I didn't want to sell anytime soon and everything else was locked up and I was punting every credit card bill with a minimum and things like that. I was living on the edge of a lightning bolt, right? So like raising a couple hundred tests to like get this chase, even though these things were interesting, wasn't, wasn't in my wheelhouse, right? It just felt like I was too late to the party. Um, and then late August or whatever, there was some stuff around the Godzilla vote. Uh, and I think Therese just reached out, you know, I think I liked something or whatever. And he did his thing where he goes, hey, do you have any questions? What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. You know, something to that effect. I can't recreate it without pulling up old chats or whatever. But, you know, I was like, well, I, this Godzilla thing's the funniest thing I've ever seen. You know, like the his card cut off the head, you know, stuff like that. I'm a big Godzilla kid. And he uh, tossed me a, a frozen carbone and said, you know, come check us out, blah, blah, blah. And just happened to correspond. I think I mentioned this with a a random, like, pulled a Tez win, like a turn two into 400 within a, you know, 24 hour period or something. So had a little something to play with, grabbed a swipe and uh, kind of settled in. That was the thing. It when, was a two when time. Did, when did it click for you though? Uh, within the first, right. Okay. So part of my strategy clicked immediately. Cause like, I think they were in the tail end of cat moms, right? And, like, I saw just how bleak my wheel hits could be, and in a bleak as in just weren't happening, and started to try to figure out my route. Um, and I was like, okay, inserts are what I need to do. Because, like, I had one or two, and I would burn it. I was like, this isn't doing anything for me, right? Um, and so I did what I could on Marlene's. And then the gray started happening and the announcement of the painting and the quads and stuff and it was all within that same realm i you know it was funny the uh some of the murder mystery stuff wasn't doing it for me just because it was too much at the wrong time you know i was like i'm not gonna read russian literature to figure this damn thing out like i'm on the way to miami you know like stuff like that like it, it, but there was like but it's never a bad thing to have something for many people and it doesn't all have to be for everyone. Right. But like the idea of the painting and the, what, what are the things called triptychs or um, triptychs? Triptychs. Yeah. Um, not quidditches. You know, you would think. And not, and not dick dicks either. Def definitely not. Uh, <laughs> although I did spend the most money on anything under a dick dick collection uh, <laughs> with the threesies number one. That's true. Get it to its own contract, please. Um, so it was it was within the Marlena uh, painting and evolution and stuff like that, where I was like, okay, you know, like even though I'm not hitting on, I was like, I was like, I start to see the strategy, start to see the build, but like this is something I want to be around for because like evolving that out was quite quite unique and fun, and I was like, okay, there's a lot going on here.
Hell yeah. What about you, Crouton? So how did I come in? It wasn't anyone in particular. I was just watching Biker a lot, and I keep seeing sales for resums. You see secondary, you don't see any primary. So you start to see some big numbers, and you say, what is that? That's too cool. I need to go look at it further. I need to learn more. And that is really kind of how I, I came in. I saw, I kept seeing secondary sales and saying, I don't get it. You know, how come these are just kind of distributed from the artist to collectors? And then it seems to be some, some legitimate action on these on secondary. So after seeing enough of that, I finally joined um, the very first, thanks to Neil, I have my own card now. So this is a bit of redundant information for some of you guys, but the very first card I ever put in for was Bob Gibson. So series seven, I hit and Luch, no different than what you said. <laughs> At that point, I was like, oh, great. I have one. Super neat. Now what? And then you, know, you read the description and you understand this is part of Chase. And I said myself, oh, I don't have that. I don't have any of that stuff. <laughs> So I sold, I sold Bob Gibson. Um, and yeah, so, you know, you know, we've all, we've all made mistakes. We've all, all grown and learned from, from those mistakes. But yeah, I sold, I sold Bob Gibson, bought several of them back for a lot more, just like Lucid with his ex copy. So, you know, Flight decisions were made. Um, I, I've tried to, you know, atone for my mistakes bob will probably never forgive me but you know i've, I've tried to try to work my way back in i've got a couple bobs now so i'm back uh above where i started and then you know that, that kicked me off into uh just learning I, I had to learn more about it you know i just the way my brain works and just had to know more and i'd say where it really clicked for me Peter's second question was decorative chord season and I think Kitch, that's the same answer for you. I know you, you and I have talked about this previously where, um, so I came in during C series seven. I didn't have inserts. Obviously I was just filling out forms and contributing to the vault and crossing my fingers. And I you know, didn't have any utility, didn't have any holder utility, didn't have anything. Um, so the first event that I kind of started, I'd say from square one was decorative gourd season. And that for me, Felt like I was starting out on, you know, even a footing relative to other players. Um, it's not to suggest that there weren't ways for people with larger collections to have advantages there, but I felt like we were starting from an 001, effectively, something I could start at day one and try to take a run at myself. So I did that. Uh, I got into it, you know, hit all three. I, I hit two of the three that were required to, for a knife and then hit secondary. Um, and I'd say during that event was where it really clicked for me that when he says that all pieces have future utility, he really means it. And that there's a rich tapestry and narrative that's being built out around all of these characters. You know, the series are interrelated. The, you know, we're starting to see people appear again. And it truly is not lip service that every single one of these pieces has future utility. And I'd say decorative gourd season for me coming in middle of, middle to end of series seven. Um, I felt like I didn't really get it. I probably was missing forms. I didn't know what I was doing. 
no one was there to kind of you know, hold my hand. So I was just kind of winging it. And if I saw a form, I'd fill it in and had no idea what I was doing. And then sold Bob when I realized that we were going for chases. And then decorative board season is really where it clicked for me. So that's fun. Um, and ever since then, God, you know, um, yeah, got bitten by the bug and here I am. How about, how about things early, like around that time where like, Hey, there's this uh, thing for a Tez on Tezos where you do an escape room. You know, there's a card you can unlock and I'll like, you get like Shana escape out of that and stuff like that. There's like always something like where it's like, Hey, maybe pay attention. Hey, maybe this thing's involved. And you're like, Oh, it's some free card that everyone that played it got, and they don't all know. And it's like, eh, this is important, well, you know. And, like, and when you mentioned the escape room, I've got to give an, a shout out to man himself who asked the question, Tater, who was so gracious and kind uh, with his time to help me through that escape room. Uh, personally, he he held my hand through it in ways that I'm I think very so. appreciative of, and and it's not lost on me. And Yes, it's not 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 lost on me. He's he's truly uh, fantastic, and he helped me get that, and I'll never forget it. I th I think he was the one who helped me too. I'd have to look, but there's definitely a couple that were like holding up the the weight. Also, oh, yeah, uh, FOMO boy having 52 Shane escapes. <laughs> yeah. What a what a play! What a yeah. looking. Uh, he's a smart man. I guess. Uh, for me, it was July 2021. Um, my buddy in real life, Naple Roos, aka Nips, was like, Hey, you heard of Tezos? And I was like, Fuck no, we were only doing Nifty Gateway. I didn't know what that was at all. Um, had a little podcast by the name of That's Nifty at the time. So we ran a little contest to say, Hey, if you're a Tezos artist and you have like, you know, a following and you have collectors that want to hear from the artist. You know, let us know. And the grotto came through and um they they won. So threes was like the first Tezos artist that we had on. Um, we famously didn't hit record for the first 45 minutes of that podcast. You can go and find it wherever you get podcasts. Um, that kind of kicked it off. And from there, you know, I was in the grotto. Um, I think I bought um the 40 still stoner X's card, Joe Kerrigan, I think was the name. Um, had a couple inserts, so I was dabbling around. I can remember that was the days where you could burn like four inserts and probably end up hitting something. Uh, so I was a little bit spoiled back then, um, just looking back. But like Crouton said, I think it didn't happen until like boards where I was like, oh, all this stuff is interconnected. Like this is an entire universe where like it, it like you said, it clicked at that point. Like I got all the subs. I got a full subs chase. By the time I came around to cat moms, I was flipping cat moms to make more money so I could buy the card nollies when they came out and I got a full set. But at that point, I was like, you know, back and forth between the chases, right? Where I would get a full chase and then I would sell every card that I hit. So I'd get the next one. And like now that is like unthinkable. Like I want every card I can get my hands on. And I still have a, a, big dent in cat moms that I'd like to fill over the years, but we'll see how difficult that is. But yeah, Tater, great question. Um, little memory lane there. Anything else to add on that before we get to a second question? I don't want to jinx it. I was going to say, thanks for not asking us about shaving your balls, but there's two questions to go. Yeah. Let's not say anything yet. Um, how do you guys view the role of award cards 
what have we seen from them in the past and what can we attempt to predict in the future and are they undervalued? So that's like a three-parter. Um, Yo, let, let me kick this one to Luch, who's made a sp- very specific play on award cards recently. Uh, you know, it, it just comes down to, I think they were getting taken for granted a little bit. And I think in the scheme of a 10 year project or whatever, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't go past threes when people would say like, oh, these aren't going to matter in holder utility. You know, you're just challenging him to get ahead of whatever he was planning on doing anyway. There's a certain level of it for me if I see him miss what I see as mispriced about trying to get into a position to have enough to free something else up that I might not have been able to buy you know, at some level, like I, I, I don't think I've made a secret of it. I think I mentioned it the other week. Uh, is it, what is it? Ron hunt or the, the coked up at the, the funeral. Yeah. I don't want that piece. No, I don't, I don't have the test to buy it right now. Um, you know, I don't know what would shake it free, but I don't have it. But, you know, if we, um, start getting into a thing where people realize, you know, about, painting chase pieces versus just normal base or correlating them, you know, and, and it being something they want to be in the business of doing. Maybe I have a couple to trade. Maybe I have a certain Cardinale uh, award card that, you know, I certainly was able to scoop on enough to correlate, you know, while everybody was doing something else. Right. Um, None of it's really like a, I think it'll do this, but more just like a, how could you list it at that price, right? Like uh, um, names are going to escape me real quick. So I'm going to pull stuff up, but like, you know, separate my coder play from the other ones, right? Like the coder thing was a, a, a an effort to get the complete series and the complete correlated because someone should do it. Someone should make sure we see the art for every piece, right? So it just became like, this task that I found myself able to start completing as some trades were falling, right? Versus um, like on our elephants, my bad, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, uh, but I just love the card, right? And so like, if you're going to keep listing them 40 above whatever the normal elephants are or something like that, I'm going to keep buying that one, you know, because there's half of them. I like them. I want to paint them. I want to correlate them. And I'm not going to have another chance down the line. Um, I, I, it's just one of those things like when it does come into play, someone's going to gripe that so-and-so has too many of them or something like that. And how come they get all the, it's like, it literally was just the price or whatever, or the time to get them was right. And you got to take advantage of that. That's kind of what we play for right at the end of the day. Like, yeah, that's the craziest thing, right? It's like, there was this short-term view. Okay, so you're new out of the pod. You haven't done a season, blah, 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 right? Uh, one of the things that's like an argument on base cards is, let's say, Rafael Lima is number 15. Historically, base card wheels don't get to 15. So holder utility for Rafael Lima on the wheel didn't happen. So people would look at chase cards and say like, oh, this is the number 13, I'm not going to need it. Let me just sell it for a quick 150 or something. And there's like this whole journey with it. 
and and let's let's remind everyone i'm on the insane side of collecting you know where i have personal narratives i attach to this and blah 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 right like so like it gets personal for me you know it's man i remember when we came together and we swapped this and you know jaman made sure to go hard the first five and we traded back and forth and made sure that we took care of each other stuff like that i hold on to crap like that that's part of my collecting and I know for some people it's a stock market, for some people they find this and it's something more. And for me, it gets to be like a level of insanity, right? Uh, Tim Stoddard kind of looks like my dad in the 80s. So I like the Tim Stoddard coders card, right? Like that's one where you, as long as you threw it in front of me for two to 300, I was scooping that up, you know, like, and it's still underpriced at 666 because guess what? I have more of them than someone should. And when they're needed, that's going to be hard to get from me, you know, like it's he also a, has cards from another team, which makes it interesting on what the possibilities could be down the road. And so it, it doesn't become this thing of like, I don't want you to have it, but it's this thing of there was a disparity here in the market and I'm going to take advantage of it. Oh, I was thinking of the rookie stars, uh, Mike Shannon uh, and Fanoke, Harry Fanoke, like that one kept just like, I don't, I don't know what people were thinking about pricing it, but it would always just be like this. I guess I got to get this again. <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm going to paint it. I'm going to correlate it. You guys just like kept punning it out there for like stupid. Well, um, people I, thinking like the the 15's not going to have holder utility. I think threes is mentioned like expansion packs, right? These aren't the end of these teams that we've seen. Like we're going to have, 16 through 30 at some point you know like that's gonna happen i would imagine well i mean look i mean he's specifically they're numbered zero zero one zero zero two why why do you think that is we also know absolutely with certainty that we haven't seen the last monster we haven't seen the last nft aside from the fact that team team event cards come after the award doesn't stay he's if you listen to enough content game if you're like thinking everything we've seen is like what we're gonna do right and and he said too that you know i mean look at the years on these things also consider the fact that these are franchises and that they span many many years you know there's a hundred percent going to be more series threes series fours series fives this is just the introduction of the themes did something come up in general for challenge or for season reward cards like on super bowl or something or am i misremembering i mean i know some things got used but like trying to think there was something that was like just in general there was something and it wasn't a burn it was like you just if you hold one of these award cards or something then you get like an extra entry or something for for hot squares there was some uh i know that i got a hot square for holding uh series two award card I know there was also a series eight. So I think Luch, you you got some of those. I can't remember no. other series that were there was definitely a, an element to hot squares that involved. Yeah, I just, I, yeah. I, it, it it goes back to why do you collect, right? Like I want the whole I want the whole series. You know, I want it all. Give it to me. Um, you know, it and it becomes a a, a play of. You know, if I have 
if I've collected an extra one or something, like, like I can't trade it down the road for something else that's needed. Right. Like it's, there's far worse problems to have. So Kruthan, I don't know. What's, what's your take on the. I think they're a really interesting play award cards in general. Um, something that I didn't prioritize early on, but have started to pay more attention to. Um, do I think that they're undervalued? Well, I mean, Simply put, I think everything's undervalued. So absolutely, uh, that's not a cop out. I genuinely believe that. And yeah, so let me see. What's the third part of the question? What have we seen from them in the past? Okay, we touched on that a bit. And what can we attempt to predict from them in the future? Well, this isn't something I like to speculate on a whole lot personally, but I have to imagine that they are quite powerful given what was involved to earn them, right? That's not a wheel. You don't chance your way into an award card. You earn that thing. So my gut tells me that they have tremendous utility. Have we seen it flexed yet? No, but all three some have future utility. If you believe that and if you trust him, I mean, am I right? I don't know. I, I, I very well could be wrong. Maybe it is just the same as a, an 016 or, or whatever it is. Um, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me, but... I can't, I can't speculate too specifically on that. I don't know how you guys feel about that. You have like mid chase awards and you have like the major award, like the full chase award. And I think both are kind of in the same boat of, yeah, they're probably underpriced. Maybe the ones in the middle will have better holder utility based on like how everything falls, you know, with the ups and downs. But I only own three like full chase award cards and there's no chance that those will ever leave my hands. Like those are some of my most prized possessions in this collection. Like 1964, like my subs, like that's not going anywhere. I uh, you know three loves to that. He's gonna he's gonna task you to burn that. You know that, right? And I, there's no way I'm gonna. I have that. I mean, how can Mario you say anything Lewis. in this in this world? How can you say there's with with conviction and definitively there's nothing I won't do. That's there's no way. What if he tells you right now, you know, hey, you know, whatever Kits' favorite card is, you know what? What if there's a one of one opportunity for something here and you gotta burn you gotta burn an award card. <laughs> you know it's he's just do a it. chance on the wheel. I don't think I could do it. I really don't right think like it depends, like even if it was a one and four shot at a one of one, I don't think I could burn any of those award cards. They're all under 20 editions, you know. Fair enough. What if oh. what if it what if it was like March Madness, though, where if your name hit on the wheel and you had to burn to claim it, you gonna tell me you wouldn't burn that subs award card? <sighs> Get on that wheel, he might have already had to commit to it. That's the thing, yeah. Potentially, it would be it would be something I'd have to discuss if my name actually hit. But like, I'm not gonna put it up there for a 25 percent shot. But is anyone gonna put it up there? See, see where it gets fun. So who's gonna who's gonna say yeah? Maybe I'll lose this award card for nothing. Could be could be one name on the wheel. That's crazy, man. I, I don't know. I think the other thing that goes into it is just like the. Uh, it's weird when people forget like what they burnt or did to get these, and then they trim their own value off it. Like Dave Nelson was a three friend, <laughs> you know, right? Or like a couple right. other. Yeah, or a million Valentines, or yeah, whatever the other options. The well, some of the other, it was it was three chase cards from three different series. Is that right? 
believe yeah, so. so. You know, as you contemplate what value of that is worth, you know. I think that was what I did. I think I did a three fend and I think I did three chase cards. You did two, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's a utility for chase cards right there. You might need them for another chase card. Yeah, he likes to make it hurt on the equivalent of last series is 014. I, I know that every single series is different, so I'm not going to suggest that all 014s are the, the test of will, I believe is what he called it. But uh, yeah, whatever the equivalent of 014 is, he likes to make that hurt. So I call that one the gauntlet. It is a bit of a gauntlet. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I personally don't look forward to that. You've got through a whole season and, you know, you're on the, uh, the, the proverbial goal line and he's going to ask you to do something that hurts a lot. I like, by the time I get to number 10, I'm already like, oh, Queasy. God, what's it going to yeah. be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. I'm a little sick just looking at the sales on the, uh, the cat mom's final one, number 12. Mm -hmm. just, uh, like that's one know, of the lowest edition ones, right? Often, but are you looking at is that Brie Van Arsen? I'm not, no, the one after like Brie is where I consider it done because that's all I have, but like there's yeah. the one after, there's the highlights of the Ohio oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and there's only yeah. 11. And like, see, Todd Finn was able to pick one up, uh. Last August on a hell of a steal. And like that's not gonna that's not gonna happen again. So like that's one of those like what are you what are you doing here? You know, at times like if you look at that and you're like, yeah, I'll take this for a normal base, you know, even in that, like think again, maybe if 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 chases aren't for you, they are for someone, especially the older ones. What else so, old Tater has said? So Tater's last question, this one's kind of fun. Um we just talked about if the Tezos blockchain were to go down, that we would move to somewhere else, even USD. You think it'll ever happen? How do you think that change would affect the project? Um, and what does that show for the longevity of the project? Um, I'll not get as long-winded this time because I I don't think Tez is going away in the next couple of years, but we've already shown to be pretty omni-chain. Um I think the project does need a home. I think at times he gets a, like, you know, he's got the, I, uh, there's ideas of like, well, as long as we have this, I think you need, I think you always need a, um, a billboard that works in your favor. It's kind of the same argument I had against this idea that all the projects on ETH should have their own marketplace. There's this weird push to like get everything onto their own market. Like, Oh, we're going to have our own market. You can do it here and not have to pay. It's like you need the the watering hole. You need the mall um, for certain um, exposure. Uh, I just, I think there's certain things that it, and, and it, you know, if it turns around in a few years and it's just a certain group of, you know, 200 that are rocking and rolling and everything does disappear, it, it still changes some of the nature of ownership, I feel like. Like if the Tez change drops, right? Like he can remint, he can reissue, we can rebuild. But there's there's certain things where we all need to want Tez to be around for years because there's stories told in them, their chains. Um, you know, this would be an interesting question sometime when we do have threes on, because um, I don't want to speak for him. 
but you know there's times where he said like hey you know you can just you know right click this save this if you're not going to use the utility like it's there and i almost wonder if there's like an in-between that the chain represents where i talk about like the ownership bits of it so it sucks to lose a little of that timeline all of it can be reissued in met metadata right like all of it can be if if we're all switched over to doge chain in five years everything can be captured again like you could have metadata could be never sold or like who is the holder before what date was it originally flipped you can you can represent all that right um and so i i think we'll be fine i don't i'd never like the idea of usd only for nfts i think that's one of the problems with flow with top shot with things like that i think it it's too close a layer you don't get as big wins on the side i think when you're talking usd so it's harder to come up with a fun bankroll than it is for random slots of the casino crypto stuff one of my longer winded rants is about you know uh, everything moving to frictionless usd based nfts i think is a bad thing it was bad for you know i think it could be bad for a lot of projects this one i think would be fine i think we'd still get it but i would hope there'd be a chain with a coin that we all got in early on and we were all stupid rich and playing with it so like I don't, I think it can work in any environment and with Wallet Connect things and stuff like that, we can weather many storms, but I'm hoping Tez is a, is still a part of our journey, even if it's the the laughing stock chain in five years or something. But I think it's, I, I don't know, I think it's stronger than that. Um, I'm not as concerned about that going away. I agree with what you said as it relates to Tezos. I don't imagine it disappearing in the near future, would it change or affect the project for good or for better? Like, I mean, my very simplest answer to that is that I have tremendous amount of confidence in threes from having been here for nearly two years that there's absolutely nothing that I believe he can't overcome. Um, as it pertains to something like Tezos, I mean, the reason we're here is because it's essentially gasless and he tasks us with interacting with his pieces quite often. That's why we're not on Ethereum it's for insert burns and things of that nature because it doesn't really make sense to pay hundreds or thousands of dollars depending on the quantity of things you're burning and or the time that it needs to be done. Chez is, it's a means to an end, right? I mean, he chose this chain for very specific reasons if it were to no longer exist i'm extremely confident that you would navigate you know a, a world in an environment where you find something else um that's my very simplest answer and i hope that doesn't sound like a cop out but no this, this, problem, this problem is not smarter than threes right. it's absolutely not so no I, I i think that's a good way to sum it right like it just the story can still be told even of where we came on something else. It'd make for a hell of a painting. <laughs> right. It'll just be part of the narrative. Yeah, I think it'll weave it right in. Uh, you know, we might have two weeks of trying to figure some shit out and then we won't really miss a beat after that. I feel like, like you said, nothing's going to beat him up. The project will prevail no matter what. We'll just find another chain. We'll be fine. 
Yeah, I mean, don't forget when we lost, you know, Hick at Nuke. There was a short time there where, right, all things were being done off-chain. Um, since Hick at Nuke didn't exist, it was happening in Discord. Is that right? That's Wallet to wallet, yeah. There you go. Um, I mean, kind of a, I mean, it kind of already happened. I mean, I think we could get Cebu to just run the node for us and we can just keep running on Tez even if Tez is gone. Right. <laughs> he, he is, he's, he's definitely teased on that previously, but you know, we even had this. I mean, when he got nuke went down and yeah, that was the most happened. amazing thing to be like, oh, okay, so there's a garage that's running 30,000 smart contracts across or whatever. Like, it's like, that's what we're built on. Amazing. Like, Tez has a great, it's still early. I don't know. Uh, the old catchphrase so yeah i mean like i don't think it's going to go down if it did it wouldn't cause me to lose much sleep at night because yeah yeah i, 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 have, I have a lot of confidence in three's ability to navigate these sorts of things he's done it previously and there's no one who cares more and has greater commitment to the things that he's working on maybe maybe we'll be the flagship project paid to move to coinbase's thing on the optimism network oh god well, you know, patience coin. Well, John's going to be in a really great spot, right? Because, or is it Jacob Cohen? <laughs> who, is, who is it that sent the uh, oh, they... 100 gourds? <laughs> yeah, there's five 100 sent to the Coinbase contract. Was, was that John or Jacob? It was Jacob. Okay. Well, you know, he's probably been pulling for it because if we ever somehow get this going, he's he's got some gourds with him. <laughs> Do you think we would reset? Do you think, like, if we were moving everything to a new contract, we would be like, okay, this one's got five dead cards. Let's just make the addition lower and not give it to those other people. I, I don't, I don't, I, that's really far in the future. I don't think you can. The nature of what we're doing here, um, I think they would, I think you would put them in a side vault or something. This would be my approach. I'm not the, the kindly god of Tez or whatever. Um, I would have them in a secondary vault for proof of claim and, you know, they'd be permanently on the side until they're not, you know, because that's the whole point of owning these things, right. Um, is supposed to be this proof of ownership and long-term blah, blah, blah. So Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you, Lich. And also, you know, it's have to be part of being in the good graces, of the grotto, but the piece, if it's being reissued, I think still needs to be, you know, part of you. That, and we also still need our very first case where someone discovers a lost wallet, you know, all these years later and comes back and just walks into hundreds of thousands of dollars of whatever it is. You have to prove and you could always do some level of if it's not done by now, we're not moving it or something. It just It's a big bridge to to cross that hopefully I don't, you know, I hope we don't have to. I would prefer has still be a thing in 10 years and maybe we're doing stuff more on something else but wallet connects help us stay on the chain i like it well, yeah well thanks tater um again great great questions uh we'd love to see other people participate at the level that tater's participating at um, yeah minus the personal like grooming google. questions <laughs> yeah you can use google for those i like to think that he starts off these off every time as dear diary and then he <laughs> Races the diary part and it's just like all right well any closing remarks how great was that middle part where we did the live thing oh god it was awesome wasn't it 
it was incredible. And wow, gosh, Kirtan is such a pal talented painter. God, I can't believe it. <laughs> Threes threw up like four Al Pastor tacos onto a tiny baseball card. It was beautiful. That was part of, was part of the canvas. Uh, Anything I, else from you guys? Omo boy stabbed like three people, but like it was all in love. Like it was like a just like a cardinality event. It was out of FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. What is, what is the sign called? What's the here's your stigmata, and he's just stabbing hands. <laughs> Go cardinally. Well, Luch, you gotta sign us off with the saying. Uh, we didn't do it last week, so I am free from control. Oh no, I edited it in there. I know you didn't listen, but I put it right in the end. Now, how about Crouton say it this time? I don't know. Am I thanking them for participating in our podcast project? Hell Not yeah. It. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Safe flight. Thank you. Bye, everyone.